Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Anthony. I'm Paul. Back with another episode. Before we get into anything, let's start off with the news around the league. Um, the Browns, you know, they have a chance to win the division, have a chance to get in the playoffs. They're not out yet, but this week is going to be huge. This, like, losing their head coach in Stefanski. Um, because if that's, Corona, that's huge. Baker and I would too. say, in Baker, but I would say it's not as a big, well, it's a big deal losing your head coach. But I wouldn't be quite worried because they won the playoff game last year without Stefanski. For the same reason. For the same reason. But they had a quarterback in Baker to help. So it balanced it out a little bit. But losing Mayfield, losing your quarterback and your head coach, that's tough. And um, I, if the Raiders, you know, they're just better team. I would say the Browns would beat the Raiders if Mayfield and Stefanski were there. Unfortunately, they're both not there. So I got the Raiders winning that game. But that's just going to take a big hit to the Browns. Um, and they're possibly their playoff hopes. But it just sucks to see that, you know, the Browns you know, have one good year. And then all of a sudden, everything's bad happening to them again. They're not the only team that has this. Well, yeah, they're not the only team that have it. But also, Cardinals might lose D-Hop due to a knee injury. Hopefully they don't because that that would be a huge piece he losing. Got hurt on Monday. Yeah, that would be huge if they, if Hopkins is out for the year. I don't think they're winning a playoff game this year. Um, it just it would it would hurt them a lot. Um, Lamar question mark, and I know you're gonna get into that game with Packers Ravens, but Lamar is a question mark. Um, Odell been doing good the past couple weeks. He has a touchdown in all. He is out. Games. He is out with COVID right now. Um, so a couple, a couple teams losing out big with um, their players with COVID. My Giants have it too. Listen, it, it, it is what it is. It's it, life. Um, COVID is now a part of life, but it just sucks that it's happening at the at the most important time of the year for NFL players. But Giants, we we lost Tony and Ross to it, even though Tony was already injured. So we're waiting for him to like come back, and now he has this, and then O'Shane Zimenez is. One of our linebackers, he also has corona. So it's affecting Giants players now also as well. Yeah, no, listen, like I said, you, I don't want it to happen to anyone. But if it were to happen, rather have it in early in the year or than late in the season. Because late in the season is much more with the extra game. It's much more critical now with playoff seedings and you stuff. You need as much of your team there as possible. And exactly. The, and it's not like and all these teams they're losing key players on their team. It's not like key they're losing, it's not like they're losing I don't want to say no names, but it's like not like third option guys. Yeah, like the Browns, their key pieces are Mayfield, Chubb, Stefanski, Landry, Hunt, Hunt. But most of these guys are going down late due to COVID or injuries, and that's not what you want to see. But unfortunately it's a part of life. You don't want to see it any time of the year, but, but especially it just this late sucks in the now. season. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, let's get into the preview. I mean, the, let's recap Monday night, and then we'll get into the previews. Rams-Cardinals, what a Monday night game that we had. Do you want to go first or me? You. All right, so Stafford, 23 of 30, 287 yards, three touchdowns. Back, big bounce-back um, game for the Rams and huge win for the Rams and Stafford. Obviously, Cup, we know what he's going to do. 13 receptions, 123 yards, one touchdown. 
not even uh, I we don't even have to mention Cup's name anymore. We already know what he's gonna do and what he's gonna produce. Doesn't he have like a thousand yards now? Yeah. And then Odell, he had did like I said, Odell, he's been going crazy the past three games because um, Monday night and then the two games before that he had a touchdown. So in the past three games he managed to have minimum one touchdown. But on the game on Monday, he had six receptions, 77 yards, and one touchdown. Van Jefferson had two receptions, 58 yards, and one touchdown. Um, I didn't really watch this game, but like I saw the highlights. Car- er, Rams ended up winning in the shootout. And the only thing like that this hurts for Arizona is that they dropped from first seed to third seed. And the only reason for that is because of when they lost to the Packers earlier this season. And if they would have beat the Packers in that game, then they probably would still be in the first seed despite that loss. But, but So, hold on, I was gone for a second. What did you touch on? I touched on Odell and how he's had a touchdown in each of the past So, let games. me ask you that about Odell. You think he's back? No, he's got to do a little more. I think he's on the verge of being back. I don't yeah, think, he, yeah, he's on I the verge. I'm not going to say think he's, he's back he's, fully yet. I don't think he's going to return 100%. He could get to 80% of what he was as a giant. But... This is starting to pay off. But the key piece that I think many people are missing on, many people, is Van Jefferson. I think Van Jefferson is key to the um, Rams. Because, like, besides Odell that can run slants and break big plays, no one's really looking at Van Jefferson. Because you got Odell and you got Cooper Cup. So you got to make sure you cover those guys. Ben Jefferson is speedy. He's like a mini, almost old out for me. Mini Deshaun Jackson. Dude can run. Dude can ball. And I think him getting the one-on-ones is helping him a lot and helping the Rams out. So I think if they were to make a Super Bowl run, which I think they will, Van Jefferson is key. Oh, so you that. think the Rams are back now? Like, to the way they I think they are. It, it was a big win year. for them. It's a big bounce-back win. They were 0-3, what, 0-4 in November. Terrible November month for them. But now it's critical now where they have to start winning. But listen, now they're only a game back of the Cardinals. If the Cardinals won, it'd be very difficult for the Rams to win the division. And the Cardinals would have clinched the playoff spot. But now since they beat them, now it's a clutch, clutch. They're just a game back. So that's it was a big win for the Rams. But I do have some questions for the Cardinals now. They did put me in some questions. Kyler, 32 of 49, 383 yards. The picks, though. Turnovers is what's costing them. Obviously, Maury showed that he's a dual threat. Seven rushes, 61 yards. Average 8.7 yards a carry. But like I said, the turnovers is costing the um, Cardinals on Monday. Penalties were huge. It was like almost every other play, there was a flag. Also, O-line. I do not believe in the offensive line at all. Not not even close. There were so many in the critical spots, so many points of I was like holding calls, everything. And I was like, this team is not. They don't have a good O line. They're messing up at the critical times, and you don't you don't want that. So O line is now a question mark for me. But do I still believe in the Cardinals? I do, but I think they were be one of those teams that would be a first round bounce. I I'm losing I'm still losing concern, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. But 
history was made um, on Monday. AJ Green, seven receptions, 102 yards. He is now one of five players that are active right now. One of five players to hit 10,000 career um, receiving yards. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Deshaun Jackson, D-Hop, and now A.J. Green. And if Larry Fitzgerald was playing, he'd be six. So, A.J. Green, I'm happy for him. He's going to be Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Do you think he is? He should be. I think he is. He holds almost every receiving stat in Bengals history. Um, I think he he deserves he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Plus, plus I've seen him play. He he faces think, twice a year. I think I would know if he is or not. I think Chase would will break those. Oh, records. I think Chase will break those records easily. I I think you, in within four years he'll break them. Um, but like I said, I still think Fitzgerald's coming back when they make the playoffs. I hope. I and because he never. Like and listen, I, I hate it when people are like, oh, I hate when players get the, an easy path to win a ring. Like, you know, Durant, LeBron. Listen, in football, it's a different story. But in football, with Larry Fitzgerald, everything Larry Fitzgerald had to go through in the NFL, losing seasons, losing seasons, went to the Super Bowl, lost, by the, lost to the Steelers by one play in a matter of seconds, losing a Super Bowl like that. Never got back. Legend, first round, one of the greatest wide receivers ever. I, he's more, he's one of those players that, if, besides Frank Gore, I'd give Frank Gore the pass too. They get to join at the right time, when they get to the Super Bowl, and they deserve the ring, because those are legends, that worked every single day, their tail off, never took a break, never cheated the system, nothing, and been loyal to no one except their organization. So I give Larry. I would give Larry the pass and say, dude, come back. Maybe you'll run the ring. If D. Hop is out, grab Larry Fitzgerald. He could come back. He could be that guy that um, fills in that piece for Hopkins. So, but like this I said, this is his best. And this is his la- best, best and last, last chance. Hundred percent agree. Because he was a part of that 2004 draft where Eli, Phillip, and Big Ben. He was part of that draft. So, um, but like I said, big congratulations to AJ Green. Ten thousand yards is pretty damn good, um, especially with the injuries. He's missed a couple seasons due to injuries, but for him to still hit that hit that mark, it's pretty cool, pretty good thing to see. But um, yeah, that's my take for the Rams Cardinals. I would say like further for o- going back to Odell, mm-hmm. I think that yeah he's coming back, but it's still too soon. Like we gotta see more. It's been like what three or four games. Three. Games I think it's I think it's now where we're seeing okay what is he? Yeah, we gotta. I think we should see more because he can ha- he could be this good now and then uh-huh. say they make the playoffs. What if he like struggles or something? And or here's here's what I, I hate when people try and value or like determine who wins a trade, who was the reason at fault, who was the reason why they were successful. Baker and Odell was never gonna work out. I knew that from the start. Maybe if Landry wasn't there, probably, but. I don't think so. I knew from the start when I was, I remember sitting in my room when I got the notification, Browns trading for Odell. I would, a lot of people said, you should be concerned. I said, I am not concerned one bit. Maybe I'm, I'm a little concerned for the Landry Baker because I know that duo can work. But Odell and Baker, Baker's a different quarterback. Baker's not a guy that's going to target just one person. He's a guy that wants to spread the ball and give it to everyone. And could get very overwhelmed with having one big time receiver and expecting with an ego maybe to get the ball. So I don't think it was anyone's fault. I don't think it, w- it w- 
it was one person. I just think it was, you put two guys chemistry that was never going to work out. But I am liking I I wanted to see Odell back. I want I miss Odell in a Giants uniform. I miss that t- kind of play. But that guy's a Hall of Famer. Um, but he's right now on the cusp of it. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer just yet. But he's on the cusp. But if he, gets but if he does this, if he does this, and gets back to at least eighty percent of what he was, he'll be back and he'll be a Hall of Famer. But but if he gets a championship, he still needs a couple more stats wise. But the championship would definitely boost him. But um. Nah, it's just, maybe this was what Odell needed. Odell needed a quarterback like Stafford, um, who's not going to get overrun because Stafford's dealt with many receivers. Calvin, um, Marvin Jones, someone else, Mike Williams. Um, So he's he's accustomed to Kenny Galladay. He's accustomed to big-time receivers. So, I think this was the right fit for Odell. Um, and I think it'll get his career back in line. But I don't think you can blame it all on Cleveland or on the Browns or on Baker or anyone else. You just you can't expect to have two guys who are totally different play styles and totally different players to mash and work. It's not going to happen. It's totally different. Totally different. And it just was never going to work. That's my opinion. I mean, that's all I got for the Odell thing. All right, well, you start off for your preview. Yeah, I'm starting off just because my game is tomorrow night, so it's like the first game of this upcoming week, mm-hmm. which is the division rivalry, or I should say matchup. The Los Angeles Chargers are visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. So looking on the season right now, Patrick Mahomes has 3,642 yards, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a 94.9 passer rating. And Justin Herbert... He has 3,822 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 100.3 passer rating. So this is a matchup of two good quarterbacks. And to me, as I was trying to tell you from the start of the season, the Chiefs are back to how we know them to be, just as the past couple seasons, this dominant franchise that, like, yeah, they, they can still lose, but, like, they're kind of back to the way they were before, blowing teams out and stuff. So I think this will be a really good matchup. And then you look at what Herbert's been doing this season. He, in my opinion at least, is having an MVP caliber type of season for only a second year. Who? Herbert. Herbert, yeah. And, like, I think this would be a good matchup. And because of, like, this being a division matchup, you know how division matchups go. They're always close games because they're in your division. You want, you're trying to beat them. So I think this will be a close game. It's in Kansas City. So... If Kansas City wins, I think it's going to be because it's at Arrowhead Stadium and that's like a hard place to play with that atmosphere and everything. But if the Chargers win, I won't be surprised either because they're both really good teams. So that's just me on a game. How about you? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it has huge kind of implications playoff-wise on because if the Chargers win, they would sweep, they'll sweep the series with um oh yeah I forgot they beat him earlier this year yeah they sweep the series with um the Chiefs already um in the first game but if the Chargers win tomorrow they'll take the third seed the Chiefs will move back to the fifth which means there's a couple of teams the AFC is wild so you could lose one and get bounced out of the playoff picture 
so it's in it's the blink of an eye like that. So I think it's huge for both teams. And like you said, you know, are the Chiefs back? They're semi back. I I you know, there's they're still dangerous. They're back to being dangerous. But do I think they're the team to be in the AFC? No. I think they're very cap- capable of getting beat. They've shown that. And I think right now, New England's the best team in the AFC. But um I think I think it'll be a high scoring Thursday night game tomorrow, and I'm definitely gonna tune in and watch. It's going to be a great game. Um, are they playing at LA? They're, pl- they're playing in Kansas City. In, in Kansas City. That's why I said the Arrowhead atmosphere. That's kind of I hard. think it's still going to be close. Uh, who would I go with? I'm going to go with Herbert. I think that he's going to sweep the Chiefs this year. But I think it'll come off with a game-winning field goal. I truly believe that. I think both teams are... Red hot right now. Both teams. It's a divisional game anyways. Short week Thursday night. Playoffs on the line. So I think we're going to get a big, great Thursday night game. That's the thing about short weeks. You don't really have to use your whole playbook for a short week. No. You can use like half of it. Exactly. So. Well, maybe for this game you might want to use a whole thing because it's going to be a least, great at game. At least 75%. Yeah, exactly. But my game is the Patriots-Colts. Again, a huge... The final remaining games in the NFL... Many teams have playoff um, implications online against teams that are trying to get into the playoffs. But I I picked the Colts and the Patriots because of one reason. The Patriots are the best team in the AFC. And the Colts are red hot. And they could be a team that from 2019, like the Titans, that can reach the AFC championship if they get in. But the key matchup I'm looking at is the defense of the Patriots and Jonathan Taylor. If the Patriots can stop Taylor, Patriots have the better shot at winning. But if Taylor can rush how he did against Buffalo, it's going to be very hard. But I don't expect the run game for Patriots this week to be a big factor. I think Mac Jones will come out slinging. He'll get to 300 yards. Because this game at? Yeah, Indy. So it's going to be in a dome. So Mac Jones, I believe, will get more snaps throwing the ball than what he did last week, which... I don't. I hate when people are saying, "Oh, well, a quarterback only threw it three times." Well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to throw it in what fifty mile an hour wind, 60. sixty mile an hour wind. No one can do that. Not even Brady. Not even Rodgers. So we should be able to be like, listen, not every game should a quarterback throw for five hundred yards. That's not NFL football. So I think Mac Jones will though come back and have a great game. But the key pieces for the Pats that I think Quentin Nelson needs in the Colts offense line needs to handle. Is Matthew Judon and Jawan Bentley. If the offensive line can control them, I think Taylor could have a big game. And plus, the key piece is both these teams are coming off buys. So they've been practicing. Yeah, they've both been practicing for each other for at least a week or two. So uh, these these teams are both ready to meet each other. And plus, you know, Patriots, Colts, the history there, the infamous, infamous special teams play. And just Peyton Brady, even though they're not there anymore. The Peyton Brady history. Patriots, Colts, AFC Championship history. So there's still a lot there. But, and plus it's a Saturday primetime. Saturday. I'm pumped up for this yeah, game. I forgot to mention we got I, some Saturday games. I love week. Saturday games. And Christmas Day games. I love this. I love Saturday games. But, um. Wait, is Christmas this Sunday? Next week. It's oh, on Saturday. I was going to say. I was going to say. It's on a Saturday. Um, but, Saturday primetime, Saturday night. A lot of people probably were tuning into this game, so I think it's, it's not a, the only game, but it's like 
No, it's not the only game, but it's going to be the game to watch. Um, my pick to win, I got Patriots 34-24. I think early fourth quarter will the Patriots the Patriots will win the early fourth quarter battle, and it'll be too much for the Colts. So you think it's going to be close until the fourth quarter? Yeah, where they have to start using Carson Wentz to throw the ball. I forgot about Wentz too. But I think it'll be a great game. That I'm probably going to see if I can watch that game too. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that game? Uh, I mean, you pretty much covered everything I was going to say. Oh, sorry. So I really have nothing much else to say. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's good. Uh, so my next game I'm covering is the Green Bay Packers visiting the Baltimore Ravens. So you look on the season right now. Aaron Rodgers, he has 3,219 yards, 27 touchdowns to only four interceptions with a 108.8 passer rating. And... Lamar, like you said earlier, question mark because he suffered an ankle injury this past Sunday. But barring whether or not he plays, right now, currently on the season, he has 2,882 yards, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and an 87 even, 87.0 like passer rating. So if he plays, I think, well, I think the Packers are going to win regardless. But if Lamar plays, I feel like it would be a closer game. But without Lamar, I don't think the Ravens can beat the Packers because the Packers are just that much better of a team. But to me, it just all comes down on whether or not Lamar plays for how close the game's going to be in the long run. And Lamar has... I don't think Lamar has faced Aaron Rodgers yet. And if he has, he definitely didn't beat him. And I I was just going to bring that up. And I don't think he he will this time. As much as I love Lamar... I want to see... And you know, Steelers fans... And that's the thing. Battle of my two favorite quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is my first favorite. Lamar is my second favorite. And like, you know, as a Steelers fan, you know, I'm rooting against the Ravens. But I don't... I'm not a biased guy. I take the bias out of it. That's what this podcast is about. I would love to see Lamar versus Rodgers. That would be a great matchup. I would love to see it. Um... Knowing Lamar, he'll try to play. But I think he'll play. I think he'll we'll get the new Sunday morning or Saturday night. Lamar's going to play. I can't see any possible outcome of him not playing. But if he does not play for any reason, this loss is going to affect them. Even if the, even with Lamar, I think they'll lose. But the Bengals and the Ravens, both battling for the AFC North. The whole AFC North in general is battling each other. Both of them, all four of them, have a hard four weeks left of the season. So it's going to come down to possibly the last two weeks, but showing and maybe getting a win to balance it out. But definitely if Lamar doesn't play, well, even if Lamar plays, it's a loss. But like you said, if Lamar doesn't play, it'll be a blowout. But um, I'll definitely try I mean, and tune into this game. I mean, yeah, they have, what's his name, Taylor Huntley. And from the highlights I've seen, he looks like another version of Lamar. A little bit. He I runs saw, the ball. I remember seeing him in college, but no, he's not Lamar. And Lamar is just different. Because with the, without Lamar, the Ravens go down a couple levels. But with Lamar, you can't count the Ravens out. Um, So that, that kind of, you know, eh. But like I said, you're facing the Packers. You're facing Aaron Rodgers. It's hard enough to beat them. But um, yeah, I, I hope we see a Lamar and Rodgers. Yeah, I think it'll be a great show. Great, great game. Luckily for the Ravens, they're at home, so they'll have the crowd on their side of the game, no matter what's happening. I don't think so. the crowd, Rodgers is. I think crowd doesn't matter to Rodgers. I really don't. No, I know it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, for their true. sake, at least they have. Yeah, exactly. Fans. Um, but. But also with them losing players' injuries too, you know, it's 
kind of sucks, but um, it's the NFL. My game, though, is a game that also has another playoff in- implication. Bengals-Broncos. Like I said, both teams have upcoming four weeks. That's tough. That's going to determine whether or not if, how many wins they get helps them in the playoffs. My key, though, my keys to this game is the Bengals' offense needs to go off consistently like they've been doing all year. Jamar Chase, Burrow, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Those are your keys. However, the Bengals cannot turn the ball over. If Burrow throws a pick or two, game over, Broncos will win. But the Broncos do have, and this is what I'm going to say, the home field advantage due to the high altitudes and everything that's on their side. And also with, you know, obviously the sadness of DT passing, that's just going to bump them up even more to want to win for him. Um, But my question for the Broncos is Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. He's 50-50 for me. He can have a he can have a great game and help you win, or he's gonna turn the ball over and he's gonna make you or he's gonna be the guy that holds you back a little bit. Um so that's my question mark. I if he has a great game, Broncos have a great chance. If it's not hurt. it's help versus harm with him. It's fifty fifty, yeah. It's 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 reward you're either gonna get rewarded or you're not gonna get rewarded. However, this is where I believe no one's talking about also, like going back to the Van Jefferson thing. Javante Williams, dude is... He's a running back, right? Mm-hmm. Rookie running back that just hit 1,000 yards. He has been nothing but great for the Broncos this year. He's big, strong, can run. If I'm a team that needs a running back, maybe give up for a first-round pick and try and get him. Unlike, it's unlikely to happen because I think Denver wants to keep him because obviously he's a rookie and he's already rushing 1,000 yards. And he's pretty damn good. I've, I've seen his games. Dude's, dude's going to be one of the best ride running backs in the league very soon. But this is where I'm going to I'm gonna keep thinking about this and I'm going to keep bringing it up until they get it fixed. If Trey Hendrickson does not play, Who's and that? he has tra- 12 and a half sacks for the Bengals, if he does not play, Bengals are going to have to make it a shootout because the Bengals' defense is giving me a lot of concern. Especially on Sunday, they gave me a lot of concern letting Jimmy G and George Kittle go, just go down the field. So, if Trey Hendrickson does not play, it's Burrow needs to connect every single possession almost and try and keep it a game. Get him at least three. At least. Because the Bengals' defense is what's making me concerned about them. If they had a better defense or didn't, wasn't how it is right now... You wouldn't be as worried? Oh, no. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're fine. But... The defense is obviously the thing that's kind of weighing them down on the bad side. But what do you think about the game? Oh, also, who do I got winning the game before I hand it over to you? Is um, I got I got Broncos. I want I was gonna lead to the Bengals, but the home field is gonna be big for me. I got the um, Broncos twenty four to fourteen. And the Broncos, if they win, I think they yeah they get into the playoffs right now as the eighth seed. So I got the Broncos. What happens if the Bengals win? They get the eighth seed. They're just gonna flip. Also, I thought I thought it was seven, like the first seven though, not eight. No, there's. Yeah, yeah, six. Oh, so there would be sixth, and everything minus that. 
But who do you think who do you think would win that is gonna win that game? I guess I'm gonna say the Bengals just because of like the whole Burrow Chase thing, but mm-hmm. like I'm thinking Denver does have a pretty underrated receiving core though. Mm-hmm. Cause they have their tight end Noah Fant. They also have Cortland Sutton, uh what's his name? Drake Kirkpatrick. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick and somebody else I'm forgetting. But they, they do have a really good receiving core and then the like you said, the rookie running back. Mm-hmm. Melvin, Javante. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Both playing great this year. They are. Mm-hmm. One, one of the best running back tandems in the league. But um, what's your last game? I did it already. You did it too? Yeah, Packers-Ravens, remember? What was the other one? And the Chargers-Chiefs. I didn't do it. Oh. oh, my fault. All right, well, you had a segment that you wanted to do. Yeah. Top five MVP candidates right now. You can go first since it's your segment. Um, so mine aren't in order. Are we still doing the trade off or? What we could is, do the trade off. I'll. Mine's obviously in order. Well, obviously, our to- I saw our top three are the same, just in different order. All right. So who do you got? Rogers at one. I at one. I got Jonathan Taylor. He's my three, and then I have Brady at two. I got Brady at three. I have Rogers at two. I wonder what your four and five are. My four, I have. I still have Murray there. I got Kyler at four. And five, I like I said earlier, I have Herbert there. I got TJ, and I'm TJ it might who? be well, it might be a little biased, but you look at it, he has less games than both Aaron Donald and Garrett, and Garrett, and has more sacks and more forced fumbles and more tackles for losses and more hits and more QB pressures. You take Watt out of that defense, and it's been shown. The Steelers' defense is not what it is. I'd put TJ. I don't think he's going to win because it's hard for your defensive player to get it. I think he'll win defensive player of the year and hopefully not get robbed for the um, third straight year. But um, I would put him fifth. But, you know, all everyone else, like one through four that we both have, most likely he's going to win it. I would say if Kyler didn't have the performance he had last game, He'd be at number one for me. But, like, Jonathan Taylor. Dude's going off as a Because right now they're saying Brady's running away with it. He has I like wouldn't a, say Brady's running away with it. Because right now he has, like, a negative 180. Listen, Rodgers is playing great. His, his, you look right now side by side with his last year's stats and this year's stats, exact same touchdown-to-interception ratio. Exactly the same. Identical. 20, no. How many picks? Um, how many touchdowns did he have last week? Uh, I don't remember. Let's say he had four. So, 27 now to four. Quarterback to touchdown. That is what he Quarterback has. Quarterback to interception. Right yeah, right now. Yeah, 27 to four. Yep. So, there, that's that's exactly what he had at the time of last year. Minus two picks. Also, Brady, I don't think he's running away with it. Because there's a couple games that... Eh, might have affected him. Might have affected him. Jonathan Taylor all year has been going off. And he is the key piece for the Colts. If the Colts don't have Taylor, Colts, I highly unlikely think they're making the playoffs. Because when you think about the Colts, who do you think of right now? Him. Exactly my point. And maybe Michael Pittman. I'd, I'd say Taylor. Taylor's that piece. Like Henry is to Tennessee, Taylor's that to Indy. So I would say right now my pick is Taylor. I think he's well deserving of it. But if Henry was still playing... Henry would take my spot. That's just my my um decision, but um, let's go into one more segment. 
We'll do that segment again at the end of the year, see how everything goes. Exactly. I like that. Teams that entering will be entering this offseason, who do we think needs a quarterback? You go first because this was your topic. Yeah, I'll go first. Question mark for the Lions. And I know some people are going to be like, well, Jared Goff sucks. They need help on defense also. I have, I have him. I have Lions also, I'm just going to say. I say right now, if you have the number one pick, you draft either Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau for the defensive side. You have another first-round pick later on. Maybe use that on a quarterback. But you could stick with golf for another year, then draft high a quarterback like Bryce Young and everyone else. So I'd say the Lions kind of can wait, but kind of if they really want to get a quarterback this year. But don't use that number one pick on quarterback. I'd rather go defense for them first. Um, because like I said, defense wins championships. Texans, if they don't give, if they give up Watson and don't get a quarterback in return, they need a quarterback because they have no one on that team that's a quarterback. And by the way, yeah, Texans, just organizationally wise right now, dumpster fire. Need help at everything. Um, I got your team, the I, New York Football I have, Giants. I hate to say, I have my team on there too. I, I don't think Jones is the answer. I was riding Jones for a couple years. I, I was I believed in him. I think he was the hate for him when he first was drafted was too much. Got to give a guy a chance. This year, no. I've seen enough. Giants need to move on. Just for the future of their organization, you got to move off. You got to grab someone. Um, Can I speak since we were talking about my team? Yes, one thing. I think maybe if you want, you have two first-round picks. Draft them. Um, Draft either, if you don't want to draft a quarterback, draft where the positions you need, offense line and defense. Then next year, like Bryce Young, like I said, for the Lions, is going into the draft. Maybe you could dra- grab a quarterback next year. I told you Bryce Young earlier. Exactly. But, yeah, it's your team. You could go ahead. So, I think, well, one, I still believe in Jones, and I think we should give him another year because when you think about it, this year, we basically were the 49ers from last year. We've just been riddled with injuries all season long. It's kind of hard to be a good football team and try to produce wins when somebody's getting hurt. Every Let me say game. this. Let me say this. Do you think Jones is good enough to win a playoff game? Not right now. Do you think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl in his career? Against everyone else in the league that have great quarterbacks, do you think he's going to beat them? No. You think? He, there you go. That's your answer. There. Then you shouldn't even. He shouldn't be the future. Because you're, the goal is win a championship. That's kind of what I'm looking at now. However, my next team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also have you guys on there. Listen. You need one anyway. Big Ben's so. probably, Big Ben's done this year. Either you go after Wilson. Many Giants, same thing. Giants are in the same situation as the Steelers. Either trade for Rodgers, which I think might happen. Rodgers wants to be a Steeler. Or trade for Russell Wilson. Both teams can do this. But if they don't want to grab a vet, go ahead and draft the quarterback this year. I would love it for to be Desmond Ritter. If not, go grab Kenny Pickett. Um, my next team is the Carolina Panthers. I have them on here also. Walker, Donald, Newton, not not the answer at we thought, all. We thought Newton would work again. It's He's, not working. They are 0 11 in the last 11 starts with Newton. Dating back to his first thing mm-hmm. too. So they're not the future. Time for the Panthers. If Matt Rule really wants to keep his job. You got to go grab your future. Um, I would say Saints are a question mark for me. I put Saints on there. If they don't want, I think they should keep Jameis. What about Hill? Hill's not better than Winston. You look at it before Winston tore his ACL. The Saints one were leading the Bucks. 
The Saints were a great playoff team. They looked like a playoff they team. They did beat them, too. They beat The them. Saints were a pretty damn good team with Winston. Winston looked like he's cutting down the turnovers. So I'd say give Winston another shot. He was looking good. Maybe he could be the guy next couple, at least maybe another year or two. But I'd say keep Winston. But if they go in a different situation, obviously draft the quarterback. And then Fitz Magic and Heineke equals a no. Washington needs to grab a quarterback this year. Patrick didn't even play this mm-hmm. year, first off. Washington needs a quarterback this year. Unless they go out and grab Derek Carr, maybe. Why Derek Carr? Because he's going probably- to be a free agent, probably. But Washington needs a quarterback. Everything. I have two teams on here you didn't mention, unless you weren't done yet. No, I was done. So, two teams I have on here you didn't mention. The Broncos. I'd say, all right, I was going to put them in. Because, te- obviously, like I said, Teddy's a 50-50. They could go after Wilson, Watson, or Rodgers because they're just a quarterback away from being in Super Bowl contention because they got everything else perfect. Great team, a Super Bowl contention team. But the quarterback is what's holding them back. Because we saw Drew Locke wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. So, And then the other team I have, surprise you didn't have it. I wrote them down first. Um, what was it? The Falcons. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole Matthew Ryan or Matty Ice thing. Like, you got to move on from him. Like, I know the type of contract he has is too big to just trade him. You, you need to wait one more year because of the dead money, which is big. Because you don't want to pay someone mad money to play for another team. That, that's what the Giants are doing right now. We paid Odell a six-year contract. And look, he's on two other now, teams, and both, two teams are now paying him. No, like three teams. playing for them. Exactly. So... I so, would say maybe wait, because you can definitely win a couple games with them uh, next year. So you're, it's not like you're going to be like the Lions of next year. And you definitely be able right to win. Now, they're still in it because they're six and seven. Mm-hmm. They might they might be a surprise and sneak in. Who knows? Maybe. So I would say grab a piece in the draft that's going to help you somewhere else, and then next year trade them for an asset and then draft a quarterback. That's kind of what I would do if I was the Falcons. I mean, I was as much as like Kyle Pitts is good and all this. Like, I was surprised they took a tight end because the whole rumor before the season was they were going to well, draft Justin Fields. Well, here's what here's what I like about them getting Pitts. Pitts can be a wide receiver and a tight end. You lost Julio Jones, so you needed a replacement. Needed a replacement. Pitts could be that replacement and if you he have Calvin Ridley, who's out for the rest of the year, unfortunately personal issues but mental health that yeah. he gets a pass that's a big pass that's important hopefully he comes back but pit if you don't have pits you have no one on that on that team no one pits has potential that can live up not gonna say he's gonna be julio jones but he can fill that void to an extent so i think it was the best fit to grab pits because there's not a wide receiver in this draft that's like a jamar that can be a number one wide receiver. That's like a Jalen Waddle or something. Exactly. So I think they did perfectly getting Kyle Pitts. They also still have Russell Gage. Gage, but is Gage really a number one receiver? No. So I think the Falcons did good with that. But I think they they should lean more towards their defensive side though. When they yeah, I agree. Draft. Defense defense needs to work. Defense needs to work. That's usually the start for every team though. Well, defense wins championships. Yeah. Because why would you want to be in shootout, shootout, going to overtime, not get the, not win the coin toss? The other team goes down the field. You don't, you never get that opportunity to get the ball. But if you have a defense, however, 
aka look at the Patriots. Last year, they lost 50% of their defense due to not wanting to play due to COVID. Or some of them retired or just free they, agents and signed up. Most of them came back. And now look at them. Defense matters a lot. I hate when people say, no, it's an off- oh, It's leaning towards an offensive game now. But I'm I'm building my defense before I even build my offense because defense will win the championship. And even if it is leaning more towards offense now, it's definitely leaning towards more a pass happy league now. Yeah, because look, if if you have defense, if you build a great defense and your offense is okay, but you build a great defense, you can. Let's say the Super Bowl win. Well, no, your defense could stop them. Stop them going overtime. All you need is a field goal, like the two thousand one. Patriots, boom, perfect. That's defense wins championships. Giants, well, you had Sims, but who who's better, Taylor or Sims, Lawrence Taylor. Defense wins championships. Baltimore Ravens, twenty twelve. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, boom. Joe Flacco. I talk about Lewis and Reed before I even get in the Ravens defense. Before I even hit Joe Flacco in the offense, Ravens won it due to the championship. Who else? Seahawks. Well, well, yeah, I'd go Seahawks. Seahawks had a little bit more defense than offense. You also have, um, who else? The Broncos, 2015. The Broncos, same thing. You got, despite them not winning, the 49ers defense in 2019. You have 2018 Patriots, 2018 Rams. Defense is huge. I've never seen a team... That hasn't won a suit that has won a Super Bowl without a good defense. I've never seen it, and I would never you would never see it. Defense is key. So that's my thing. But we do gotta go into this NBA. We're trying to get NBA back into this um podcast yeah, topics it's and stuff. Because I watch it and you don't really watch it. But so. this is your segment. I'll let you talk all about it. Steph Curry, go. So last night. My New York Knicks played at home versus the Warriors. And I just want to say, the Knicks, we're through a rough patch right now. Because we were like one out of our, we're like one out of our last seven or eight games. So we're not going down a rough patch right now. Going into last night's game, the Warriors came into Madison Square Garden. Steph Curry needed, Stephen Curry needed one three-pointer to tie Ray Allen's all-time record and one to break it. And... As much as I was a little, like, salty that it would be against my team, like, this just, this cements that Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. He got the record, Reggie Miller and Ray Allen, plus his coach, Steve Kerr, some of the great all-time shooters, they were in attendance. He hugged Ray Allen. He broke the record. This solidifies him as the greatest shooter. Even Knicks fans, I saw the video, even Knicks fans were cheering when it happened. And I saw even Knicks fans taking videos, because it's just an iconic moment, and for him to be so young and have all these years left in him to play mm-hmm. and he's already breaking this record all he's going to do is just add to that number and make it like unreachable i the saw only person i want to say sorry for interrupting that i will say that i don't think he'll reach him i don't think he'll tie him i don't think he'll break him but that can put up an argument trey young. young no it's clay thompson he's the second greatest shooter i've ever seen with him healthy he that him and Corey, champions. Once them two are in the lineup together, champions. Doesn't doesn't even matter. But Clay Thompson is the only person that I think who could put up a, maybe a fight, but I was, it probably won't get close. It's Clay Thompson. 
I really think because Clay Thompson is a great three point shooter. But and then I I was seeing jokes. Someone said a joke saying the Knicks should sign Ray Allen to a ten day contract so he could get his record back. Yeah, but then it will be broken anyways. I know. So it, it it was a stupid joke, but kind of funny at the same time. Now the only thing Allen has ahead of Curry by like three thousand, which Curry will probably reach at some point, is he just has way more three point attempted shots than Curry does. But he'll probably break that record too, because Curry's just a different breed. Got, in my opinion, someone was right when they said this. God made Curry to be the greatest shooter of all time, so he'll go down as the greatest if he hasn't already he's going down as the greatest shooter of all time in my eyes he's already a hall of famer because he has what three championships Mm -hmm. and he's putting up numbers to prove it when do playoffs start uh a while from now i i heard them um commenters say maybe he could possibly hit four thousand this year do you think that happens He's at 297 now. 2,000, some, 397 now. You think he gets to 4,000? He would have to make, like, what, 10 threes every game for the rest of the season, but if Do he, you think that? I'm, I he, think if, that's pretty real, if realistic. He can make, if he can make 10 threes every game, then probably. Do you think Do you think he capable of 10 threes? He I, is. That's realistic but to I me. I mean, the three games before last night, he was like, what, 5 of 15 from mm-hmm. downtown one yeah. game, and he was struggling the other couple games. Because, well, I can see that why. Because you have this record, you want to just hit it, and you just Teams know what you're, you're rushing do, it. They still don't stop. I just love how the two threes were crazy threes and everything. I love that. But I will say, Curry is obviously the greatest shooter of all time, but he is the most transformational. An inspirational and game-changing player I've seen since Jordan. Why you say that? Because you look at the three um, averages from 1980... No, 1970s to the 1980s, average two three-pointers a game. Teams did. Then you got to the 1990s or so, or 2000s. Five they've averaged. So when Steph Curry immediately came into the league, it went from five, five um, threes a game averaged to 22. That's a major step. And now you got kids everywhere wanting to shoot threes, wanting to make moves, do moves, cool moves, due to Steph Curry. I've never seen since Jordan people want to be like someone. Obviously, LeBron's, you know, the king. Not everyone's built like LeBron. Like six foot, what, eight, 250. That's hard to get. Two seventy five. That's hard to get, but a guy to shoot almost what ninety percent career wise maybe, but broke a record three point. That's just you, you trust with the ball in your hands at the buzzer beater. Steph Curry is the guy, and I think Steph Curry changed the game tremendously. I don't think we're going back to the old style basketball where it's more about the layups, grabbing twos, um, and free throws. It's more three-pointers now and making the threes. Because of Here's a hard question for you. Who do you think, who would you rely on more to get you that game-winning shot at the end was, of the game, Clay or Curry? I was just going to ask you. I was going to do you one better. With the center of the universe on the line, let me name a couple people you choose from. To save everyone, you get one shot, half court. Kobe, Curry, Clay. Um, Ray Allen, 
feel like I'm forgetting someone else. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Craig Hodges, Reggie Miller. Red, those guys. Who, who do you, who would you choose? Center of the universe, save humanity, hit a three. I hate to go against Mamba mentality, but I'm still picking Me Curry. too. I, w- I don't want to go against Kobe, but Curry... Rest in, rest in peace. I'm still picking Curry. Curry's just... And I know Kobe probably would agree. Curry's the guy that you can just be like, I'll bet my life. Pretty sure Curry's going to hit the shot. Like, Curry's just different. I've never thought I was going to see someone be so accurate with threes than this guy. Seth Curry's first ballot... He could shoot it from anywhere on the court, and it's like nothing but net. I got the Warriors winning the chip. Because, remember, isn't Clay coming back next week? They're saying he's probably coming back Christmas Day. So, getting Clay Thompson is going to help him because we know before Clay Thompson's injuries, didn't he put up like 80 points or 60 points? 60, like three or something like that. That's hard to do. But Clay and Seth can't do it because they can hit threes like this. Aim the passes and everything. And Draymond getting those three guys back together on the court gives me the um comfortable um answer to say that Warriors will win the chip. The only question that were that remains in my eyes is how healthy and how, how ready can they keep it up? How ready is Clay Thompson? It's been two years since we've seen him. How ready is he? Is he going to be the old Clay, or is he going to be this new Clay? That's my question. I, I don't know. Yet. I think he'll be the same, but it's going to take him a while to get back into. Yeah, I wouldn't. Games. He's not. He's not going to come out and drop fifty in the first game. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes oh fourth. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he'll hit his first two threes, like bang bang. But it might be a little rough for him because I don't expect him to get more than like fifteen. The first yeah. game back, he's I, not going to drop fifty in he's the first not, game yeah. back. I, I think. I wouldn't limit him. Actually, yeah, I would limit him the first, his first two games, minutes-wise. But I'm not expecting him just splash, splash, splash. By February, that's when I'm expecting 50 points, 40 points, 30 points. Because he'll finally be back and healthy and everything. But like I said, it's... we. It, how healthy is Clay Thompson? Two years removed... We haven't seen him in two years. The whole NBA was different when Klay Thompson was last on the floor. So, it also, like we, th- we talked about it. Kevin Durant, how healthy is he coming from the Achilles? Is he going to be the same snipe sh- um, sniper that he was? Or is he going to be different? But I, who do you got winning? For what? The chip. Well, first, I think it's going to be... I think because the Suns did play, have were on that winning streak. You told me, who do you got? Suns or Warriors winning the West? Well, I first off, I think it's going to come down to the two of them in the conference finals. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Suns beat the Warriors in the first game they played, and then two days later, when they swapped arenas because the first game was in Phoenix and the other one was in yeah. California, the Warriors did beat them. And now the Warriors with the win against us last night are twenty two and five, and Suns are right below them twenty one and five. So, I think that series would go seven games. Actually, no. Because you add Clay to it, I think it'll go four or five. They're not going to sweep them in four. You got Steph and Clay. You got Booker and Chris Paul. That's actually pretty good. 
give you that one. And DeAndre and and Draymond Green. All right, I'll give you that one. What about Andre Iguodala? I'll do you one better. He's already won with them, so it's like... I'll give you one better, Andre Iguodala. Who do the Suns have that matches Iguodala? I don't remember. No, Booker would probably match him. Well, then who matches Curry? Paul. Yeah. Who matches Thompson? Uh, Booker probably can guard both of them, and they'll just find somebody... No, no, let's go player for player. Uh, Crow- Crowder would probably guard. All right, so, okay, I'll give you Crowder and Iguodala. All right. Yeah. All right, maybe it'll go six. I'm not going to say it goes seven. I think it'll go six. You changed me by one game. Yeah, no, I think I think what helps Curry is he shoots a thousand three-pointers from each corner every single day. Mm-hmm. He just lives in the gym. He's nonstop. I started seeing the videos again, him shooting it from the tunnel. Dude can make it. I saw when he was like halfway up in the rafters, and it was just nothing but an apple. I know this is exaggeration, but listen, if there's somehow, some way, there's only one person that can probably do it. Well, it would never happen, but like, if it was real, to hit it from the um, like one side of the country to the other, it land it. My money's on Kurt because clearly this guy can hit it from anywhere. This guy could hit it from South Africa. And hit it in Golden State. This dude, he just... It's surprising when he misses. And, like, he's just... surprising when he has a bad game. I mean, yeah, bad games happen. Bad games happen. You don't expect to see them from him. Dude's just... Great. I'm happy... And plus, I'm happy kids nowadays. We grew up with LeBron, Wade... Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, so I'd say Kobe. Kids nowadays are growing up with Curry and Antetokounmpo. I'm happy that those guys are now those kids' inspirations because it's only going to make the game better. And they could grow up with Booker and Trey Young. Exactly. So the, I think the game could be at its greatest for the young generation. That's my take. But is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no, nah, I think that's about it. I just I want my Knicks to start doing better. Maybe they're missing a piece. I mean, from what I'm seeing, our Coach Thibodeau, he's not rotating any of the players. He's just playing the same players every game. Mm-hmm. He took he took out Kemba Walker, and we started losing games when he took Kemba out because he wasn't producing. But when Kemba was in, we were winning. So maybe he needs to put Kemba back in there. Yeah, I, I agree with I'm that. Like, if you're gonna, why are you taking? Like, it would make sense if the dude he was taking out was like a year or two in the league and he's mm-hmm. still de- developing. But Kemba's a veteran; he knows what he's doing. So, yeah, yeah I realize he's not going to produce, but that doesn't mean you bench him the rest of the year. Yeah, you gotta still play him. I agree. I agree. But no, that's all I gotta say. Pretty good episode on Wednesday. First ever time Wednesday episode is at fifty minutes. It's always like fifteen twenty. We did it. So that that's yep. that's great. Studio coming soon next year. I will say, we get our own. We'll get our own area. And we will go video. We'll try that again. We will get it to work this time. I will make it. Um but we'll see you um Monday. Scratch that. We'll talk off air about, you know, your availability. Unless we do it right after th- on Thursday night. Depending on how good Thursday night's game is, we'll release an episode for that. But, um, yeah, that's it for me. That's it for me. We'll be back. I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. Peace out.